I'm Joe and I'm Fiorelise and this is the Esoterics podcast. Hello there friend, what is happening? Uh not too much, just uh you know, wrapping up the day. How about you? Well, you know, the same. I am um going to try to find my way into um probably a glass of wine later. Yes. So. <laughs> going to make my way to that that wine. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Really, there's not a ton coming up. What do we have as far as events? Uh, we have Journey the Wild. We have Journey the Wild. It's a soul medicine retreat, November 3rd through the 7th. And we're going to keep reminding everybody about that every episode up until the last minute. And we have, we do have um, payment plans available. Um, if you haven't already gone to our website, esotericspodcast.com, and you can see all the the complete retreat event information there. Um, and if that is something that you are interested in, we do have the payment plans available so we can make it affordable, hopefully for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when is the, the, the payment has to be, the last payment has to be in sometime in mid-October by the end of October by the, by the end, end of October, October. so yeah. you know that's 30 almost 45 days so mm-hmm. um, yes um and then we have um well the recording of the workshop for empaths is now available for purchase so just send me an email to the wokakashic at gmail.com request a download link and I'll get the process started Yes, and that class is great for anybody who identifies as an empath or as an intuitive, or even if you're just getting started on your spiritual journey, there's a lot of just little droplets of information that are incredibly useful throughout your whole journey, whether you, whatever stage you're at. But yeah, it's a great class. Definitely, especially for those that have a problem um, with their energy. Uh, boundaries mm-hmm. setting boundaries and and all of that so yeah yeah that's a good point there all right what are we talking about today uh well today we are going to talk about part two of the akashic records um and um, answer questions you're going to ask the questions that were posed in um, the esoterics group and i'm gonna do my best to answer them Awesome. Okay. So the first question is, during a reading, do you get all the information available or just the most important slash relevant or random information? The most relevant information, because if you ask a question and you say, what can you tell me about my future? Mm -hmm. Holy crap. I mean, (laughs) what can they tell you? They could tell you every single thing that's been scripted to happen, which Mm -hmm. they won't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you have to get a little bit specific. Um, and so maybe what can you tell me about my future career in regard to, you know, forward movement or something like that, right? You just want to get um, really specific. Sure, sure. So you could probably ask to something like, um, within the next three months or six months, right, too. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think timeframes are more helpful. I don't know that um, a time frame ever, um, you know, when a spirit ever came back and said, mm, you know, that's too specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they, they don't really 
come back and say that anyway. Mostly what I'll hear from um, spirit is rephrase. I'll hear the word rephrase, which just Uh, means they're like, oh, we can't really answer it like that. mm -hmm. So can you rephrase it? Okay. Okay. All right. Um, The other question we had are, what are past lives? Well, that's just the question of the year, isn't it? (laughs) What are past lives? I mean, um, there are lives that we have lived before. We've incarnated before, um, you know, as different sexes, (laughs) different sexes, different, a different sex, um, different races, cultures, parts of the world. Um, incarnation means to be in the body, um, Mm -hmm. also embodied and reincarnation means to do it again. So incarnating over and over. Okay. And how can past lives affect us today? Well, we bring forward Um, Well, okay, so we do bring forward any thoughts, ideas, beliefs, triggers um, through vows. We talked about vows in a past episode, Mm -hmm. um, vows and soul contracts and all of those things. So, you know, we carry those forward. Where do we carry them forward? We carry them forward in our etheric field because that's our soul. Because even though the body changes um, from lifetime to lifetime or incarnation to incarnation, Um, our soul never changes. And so that's where all that information is stored um, about our past lives in our etheric field or or our soul or aura, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it. So how does that affect us today? Well, in a past life, let's say that you had um, a problem, you struggled with money in a past life. Mm -hmm. So the fears and emotions and programming that right were created back then are going to be still carried within your soul and so in this lifetime you'll be given the opportunity to address that heal Uh it so that you don't have to re-experience that again can you find people in this life that are also in your past lives through the akashic records a hundred percent um remember uh, the other episode that we did about, um, again, soul contracts, um, soul groups, soul families, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we tend to reincarnate over and over with like the same um, soul family, soul group. These are just souls that are sort of on the same trajectory. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And how do you identify them? Um there's a there's a there's a bunch of different ways that you can identify people from your soul family or your soul group but honestly mostly it's just this knowing you just you know i know you i don't know how i know you something about you i mean Uh you've had those people that you've come into contact with you were telling me about the girls the girl in your group Mm -hmm. yes yeah 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 one of the girls that i went to uh, a retreat with i just Mm -hmm. i've never met her before but it, and it was almost something like about her face where I'm just like, I know you, I know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it makes you think because it's like, well, how do we recognize each other at the soul level? Honestly, it's subconscious and it's at the, you know, um, like the unseen. But mm-hmm. are the eyes really, what do they call the, the gateway to the soul or something mm-hmm. like that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was one time I had somebody coming to my house. I think I've told this story before really quickly where, um, where she was, as soon as she walked up to the door, I knew that she was a sister in a past life. Mm. Um, and then prior to that, when I connected with her energy before the appointment, I started sobbing and I don't know how I'd never seen her before in my entire life. I was just sobbing because I was so happy that she was still alive. 
Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's weird. It's I don't know how it happens. <laughs> it just does. It's very weird, but it is sweet. Yeah. What do spirit guides have to do with our Akashic record? So spirit guides are, um, I mean, I guess when it comes to the Akasha, spirit guides don't really... Ooh, I don't know. I mean, this is a good question because I'm going to have to think about it for a minute. Um, spirit guides help guide us throughout this incarnation. They mm -hmm. help us stay aligned with our the goals that we set for ourselves uh, with our soul blueprint. Uh-huh. And our soul blueprint is sort of stored in the Akasha. So technically, the Akasha is ether. It means ether, sky, energy, right? Technically, uh -huh. spirit guides don't have anything to do with that. Um, it's just one of the tools that they use in order to help keep us aligned, I guess. Or it wouldn't even be a real tool because the Akasha is the energy that governs all. So mm -hmm. um, I know when I had my Akashic record reading with you, you were able to call out certain, like three, three different spirit guides. That, yeah. that you saw in my record. Yeah. So they are, those are the, the beings that come forward to help me translate it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess, yeah, that's how they're, they're connected is that they actually help me translate, but that's just how I personally use them. Other people might not need those spirit guides to come forward to help translate. So it's, it's, it gets a little bit like oh it's it's different for different people sure okay yeah okay got it will you be able to contact my spirit guide and loved ones who have passed over if they want to come forward absolutely like spirit guides always come forward at least one every mm -hmm. single time i've never not had one come forward even if they come forward and they say we're not gonna um you know answer these this person's question <laughs> um there's one man she, oh she was mad oh she was mad i was like i don't know what to tell you um but it, it tech but but um typically family members know that that akashic reading is specifically for the soul um, uh -huh. specifically so that soul that person that loved one can get back on track and in alignment with their soul blueprint so okay. family members don't typically come through unless they are giving you a message specific to where you're out of alignment you know okay um they'll come through grandmas will come through a lot of times and they'll be like listen you know the reason that you had such a horrible mom is because of me. I take full responsibility for that. You need to let that go work through it, do the work around it, that sort of thing. So that's when they'll come through. I um, see. So it, spirits are opportunists, especially loved ones. If they uh -huh. see an opportunity, they're going to take it. But they also are very respectful of the boundaries of the Akashic reading because it is, um, you know, it's not just like, like, let's say you book a reading with somebody with just like a standard psychic and you just want to uh -huh. know all these things. And it's kind of fun and all that stuff. Akashic readings are a little bit more sacred. They're a little bit more serious. Um, the information that comes out of them is specifically so that you can be the best version of yourself. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm not saying they're better by any means. I'm just saying they're different. There's different. Yeah. Uh, and I think that has also to do with... Um, 
with like I've where I've said this before about how Dolores Cannon talks about why why don't we just know all the stuff like why don't we just know why we're here when we're born that's because it's it's a it's a test it's a lesson and if you're just given all the answers for the lesson you're not gonna learn anything right right and those spirits are there to help us stay focused on the lesson mm -hmm. uh, not you know I mean and sometimes they'll They'll make they'll make things they'll make things easier for us. They love to do that, but the, their primary function is stay on keeping us on track. Got it. Okay. The next question is, what is karma? Karma. This is one of my favorite topics because karma is so misunderstood. Like, what do you? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say. Well, it's for you to say what it is, and I'll be like, you're wrong. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. But people have this different idea of karma. So, what's your idea? Mm -hmm. Of karma. Well, I, I've personally understood karma, I think, a little bit better thanks to you. I know the um, traditional um, or old thought that I used to have about karma was about like, you know, you, you do something and then it comes back around to you. Yeah. Um, but I've come to understand that a lot better thanks to you of, of understanding that your karma can be carried over from past lives and sometimes you don't carry karma from a past life because it's it's a circle right and sometimes you complete the circle yes. so you don't need to keep getting stuck in that wheel you can move on into this life and start over fresh with creating new karma um so so that's how i've come to understand it now as it being like circles like little lessons that you have to learn and if you didn't complete the circle or the lesson in the last life then it carries over into this one Right. It, it is. It's cyclical. It's experience. I describe karma as experience and perspective. If mm -hmm. you have one experience in one life, in the next life, you're going to have the opposite experience simply mm. to balance that perspective. Karma is not punitive. It's not um, punishment. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, what comes around goes around. My karma's going to get them. It's like, oh, karma's not going to get them. If anything, <laughs> like, let's say that you are um, an alcohol, the child of an alcoholic in mm -hmm. one life and you have a mm -hmm. horrible, horrible life. In the next life, you would be an alcoholic mm. with a child, right? So at the end of both of those lives, you come away and you have the cyclical, circular, rounded out experience of being the child of an alcoholic and being an alcoholic with a child. Right. Understood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So what is it? It's it's like a bank, right? Like a balance. So uh. I guess okay. that's where the scales of justice come in. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So if karma is so important, why are we unaware of it? Just because just what you just said earlier, that if we came in with the knowledge, then what would be the point of the lesson? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, it's what balances our karma is the experience of living the experience, you know? Right. Uh, so the experience of day by day. I truly believe that um, in any inequity in life, let's just take, you know, one that's a hot issue here um, in the United States is race, right? So, um, you know, you think, oh, it's horrible to be, you know, a, a, a brown skinned person in the United States right now. Well, actually, it was horrible way back in the day, right? Like when sure. they were slaves and beaten and um, mm -hmm. it, it's not good all around. But who's to say that 
previous slave owners that were horrible are not now maybe, you know, oppressed individuals or people that were, um, you know, slaves back then are now, um, now, um, not oppressed. It, it, mm-hmm. We just don't know. Right. But right. it would be yeah. interesting to find out you know that's that's never come out of the only like once or twice have i experienced a past life um in the united states like the south with it with slavery and stuff only twice that i can remember Hmm. for other people Uh uh-huh what is the difference between the akashic records and karma oh gosh like karma obviously is a perspective um and then the akashic records uh, is an energy it's it's like a memory so um there is a big difference they're not the same thing at all i uh-huh. think that um karma is you know karmic balances are kept or stored in the akashic records okay. so they work together beautifully but um one's like the refrigerator and the other is like fruit i guess Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's inside. So then somebody could ask if they have karma carried over from past life, from a past life into this life when they're having their reading. Oh, they do all the time. And mm-hmm. actually I just automatically give that in the reading. I go over um, your karmic debt, what you've uh-huh. carried forward. The uh-huh. People always get their karmic debt and then they get the karmic lessons. Um, as a result of that debt, what lessons have you created for yourself in this life? Mm. And actually um, in the, the forecasts that I am generating and uh, right now we mm-hmm. go into those, those two areas, karmic um, debt and then karmic lessons. And that is for the individual person, right? Yes. For the individual okay. person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because I know in astrology, if you look at your south node, your south node shows your generational karma. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like ancestral karma? Uh, no, generational in like, because the south node, I believe, doesn't move for like a couple years, for like a few years. I think it stays there for like three years or so. So you'll find like you can do, uh, you know, astro readings for several people that were born for a X amount of time during an X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And they all generally have the same south node placement. That means that they those people of that generation have that karmic lesson to, to get over. Uh- Oh, yeah, that's to learn. really cool. That's that that I mean that explains a lot about like star seeds and mm-hmm. um you know how they're all stepping forward now and they're all much more um just you know the kids these days they're just yeah. a lot more empathetic and mm-hmm. um you know you know yes yeah so. so I know for like I've because I've done I've obviously I've done my own um, astro astro chart reading, but I've done it for a few friends who are like within the same age that I am, give or take maybe a year or so. Um, and I've found, I've noticed like we have the same, that same karmic lesson in ours for, for our years, which is like 1985 through 1987 or so. Mm-hmm. It has to do with really coming into your own and not living your life based off of what other people tell you to do, like maybe uh, societal norms or, or that kind of stuff. And just to live your, living your truth and yeah. to like express yourself the best of you can for the, the truest nature of yourself. Exactly. And that's what we talked about. I mean, last episode, I think, um, with, or it was a couple episodes ago with people choosing, um, gay to come in with Mm. gay. Um, I don't even know 
I mean, somebody who is gay, they're like, that's natural. That's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, fuck you if you think there is. But mm -hmm. when you put it into terms of choosing that from your soul blueprint, I mean, I'm not really sure what you would call that. Um, um, just embodying, uh, you know, as a same sex individual. I have no idea what that would be termed, but yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. I actually think that for some people who are within the LGBTQ plus community that that they're able to see beyond the categorizations of masculine and feminine or just right. like male and female mm -hmm. and they identify with the whole being of a person like mm -hmm. I love them for their soul regardless yeah. of whether they're you know categorized as male or female or Whatever. Right. And then that ties in with what you just said about, you know, the node where it's about standing in your truth and saying, this is who I am. And this is exactly what I, what I believe exactly. in. That's where the term comes from, you know, like millennials and younger are like, I, wait, I don't, why do I have to label it? I don't want to label mm -hmm. anything. They never want to label anything. <laughs> Me, listen, I'm a solid fucking Gen Xer. <laughs> I want everything clearly labeled. <laughs> and it has to be laid out no question not all the time but for the most part i'm not kidding i do i'm like uh, no i need labels i want them and when the millennial label first started becoming like really popular i remember when i looked at the dates and i was like i'm a millennial i was like i don't want to quit putting quit putting me in a box i don't want to be in a box stop it <laughs> <laughs> you were labeled and you're like, why are you late? Why are you stop labeling it. me? <laughs> stop. Just stop. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It's hilarious. It really is. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. So does everyone have karma, even if you don't believe in it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, again, it's, it's everyone is a spiritual being, even if they don't believe in it. Everyone mm. is, everyone reincarnates if they don't believe in it. Um, so they definitely um, have karma. You know, I think that karma is one of the most widely accepted. I think mm -hmm. even, you know, the biggest you know, non-believer atheists believe in karma, right? And that's where the what comes around goes around. Sure. Um, yeah. Stems from, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely there. And I think that even if you don't, if you don't believe in it, then you're going to be less aware of trying to bring balance to that, mm -hmm. which is just going to generate more, you know, more of yeah. a need or a bigger balance, I think, in my yeah. opinion. Or maybe that is your karma, right? That you yeah. live this life not believing in karma and then your next life, you're like a solid believer in karma. And again, you just finish cyclical. the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, there's that commercial from Ron Reagan Jr. And he identifies as lifelong atheist and not believe, not worried that I'm going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that always cracks me up because every time it comes on, I'm like, dude, you are in for a rude awakening when you die which of course it won't be rude they'll be like oh i played my part beautifully yes uh-huh next question is what is free will free will is choice free will is the ability to make decisions free will is um one of the gifts it's a universal law um mm -hmm. and it's one of the gifts that we're given um with the ability to come to you know earth and live in this three-dimensional life and able right. to make these choices um you know it it's what guarantees that we um aren't sort of 
like the matrix or I guess the matrix wasn't, you could make choices in the matrix, right? It Mm. guarantees that we're not, you know, just stuck in this. This is the soul blueprint that you wrote. And, you know, we're not like these robots that follow. Yes. Yeah. We're not robots. Um, But I always think of it as choice. Like I have a choice to be a good person. I have a choice to be a more challenging person. I have a Mm -hmm. choice to, you know, not go around, um, you know, shooting people randomly. (laughs) or a choice to it you know not that there's anything funny in that but you know Dolores Cannon said and I don't know if I necessarily believe this but she said that from what she got from obviously from spirit or whoever that earth is the only place that has free will I don't know but I mean earth is very 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 difficult in all of the books that I've read about life between life and you know um our consciousness in between incarnations uh-huh. every single one lists earth as being like a, a giant shit show like literally people <laughs> are like oh, you went to earth like it's like a thing so i don't know obviously but wow wouldn't that be like what if just by being on earth we're like badass rock stars yeah it, i mean it kind of seems like it like you know the the volunteers that volunteered to come on earth and the whole free will and the 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 idea of free will the only the reason why we're the only ones that have it is because it's an experiment it's an experiment um, yeah to see like wh- what do people do if you give them free will basically it's, it's so the but now i'm worried like what if i don't have free will like someplace else and is it necessary i mean have we ascended to the point of where we don't make choices that are not in alignment with our highest good yeah that's a good question i I, i'm gonna tell you right now i I don't i don't care for that potential i want free will a hundred percent of the time (laughs) okay are we truly able to break cycles using free will we're moving on right we're done with that topic (laughs) (laughs) we're still on the free will topic (laughs) are we truly able to break cycles using free will i mean yes because free will is choice i mean and you have the choice to continue to make decisions that are not aligned with your goals or to start making decisions that are aligned with your goals do i eat the cake do i ride the bike do i you know Mm -hmm. do the work do the homework whatever um or don't i yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Especially if you think of like, I I see a lot of this where like someone is born um, and they have parents who were maybe very abusive, yeah, and then they have children, yeah, and so then at that point they make that free will decision to be a better parent to not continue that cycle of yeah. abuse of whatever yeah. that looked like. Hundred percent break the cycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. get it. Um. Yeah, we are. I mean, we are. And and when you think about it, free will is could have been bestowed upon humans from the very beginning um, in order to see what choices we'll make. Let's take Adam and Eve, for instance, even though it's the Bible and everybody knows what you and I think about the Bible, um, mm-hmm. that it's a man-made book. Um it's a perfect example of choice. You know, they had the choice. Do you eat the apple or don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why they made Eve the villain. I think it was Adam, but <laughs> oh, we no could do, we could do a whole episode on that. Cause there's a lot of stuff that I've learned about Lilith and that she was the first woman created with man, but she was created as his equal. 
Mm-hmm. And when um, the whole thing of like, oh, you're supposed to like follow what he says, she was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if he told her not to eat it, you know what? I'd have eaten it too. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and so Lilith was like, absolutely not. Like, you don't tell me what to do. Like, I am your equal. I am not less than you. And so, yeah, there's a whole story of Lilith and how she was actually the first female that was created and that that experiment didn't work. And so then... Um, she was cast off and then and then that's when Eve was created from man and blah, 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 mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's also people that believe that, and I, this kind of jives with me, that the Bible is a metaphor for the stars. <gasps> I, I love that. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I was telling this to my husband. My husband went to Catholic school like most of his life, so he knows a lot more of the Bible than I do. And he's like, well, yeah, he's like, you've got everything. The lion is in there, the fish. Um, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of the astro elements are in the Bible if you really look for them. So Could I, one of the reasons that I um, think it would be so cool to be able to tap into that kind of knowledge in the Akashics, which I've never tried, but wouldn't that be cool? To be mm-hmm. able to say, okay, okay, you know, spirit, tell me what it is I need to know about the Bible in relation to the star system. Yes. <gasps> yeah. We should try it sometime. Let's try it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Because there's so much information covered in, in during an Akashic record, what are the next steps after a reading? Yeah, that's a great question because it's different for different people. Um, it really depends on what you booked the reading for? What information Mm -hmm. were you looking for? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people come away from their readings and they're like, thank you. Like that's everything, you know, I need. You've answered all of my questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So if that's the case, then I would tell people, you know, stay the course, um, you know, work on the steps that were outlined in the reading, because I'll always say in the reading, well, this is what you need to do. And this is how you move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, when you do that, you find yourself over the course of two, three months, really starting to align with your soul blueprint. Mm -hmm. Okay. If that's the case, then you're going to obviously need to start listening to your intuition, listen to your gut, because that's your guiding force from your soul blueprint. But -hmm. you're going to get to a point eventually, I say, tell people typically three to six months, um, you're going to get to a point where you're at a new place. You've made all of this forward movement. You've taken these, you know, leaps of faith, whatever. And you're going to be like, okay, what? And that's when you should book another a follow-up reading, like mm. a spirit guide reading. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the final question is, how do I know when it's time for another session? So, Like you're experiencing sort of the same energy that you were experiencing when you booked the first one. Um, mm. you're, you need a little bit of clarity. You don't really know. You need a little bit of guidance. You are doubting your own intuition. You're doubting your own inspirations. Um, mm. You feel like stuck. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting because yes, I'm a psychic medium and um, yes, you know, I can address issues of, you know, love, even though I'm not the best at it, I wouldn't book me for a love reading. Um, <laughs> now for past life relationships and current relationships, absolutely. But if somebody says, you yes. know, where's, where is my person? Like, yeah, book, book somebody that specializes in love. Um, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but, um, for, you know, for, 
feeling stuck or, or, you know, the path forward, not knowing what you want to do. You just know that you're supposed to be doing something else. Your current job is unsatisfying. Your current life is unsatisfying. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, those are all of the areas that an Akashic reading is super specific and, um, and phenomenal for. I mean, that's what led me to find the Akashic records was I was exactly at that point in my life. I was like, I don't, what is this life? I'm unsatisfied. I hate it. I don't think I told a story real quick, you know, or before I've quickly told a story before how I just did not like my life. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's how I found there. Um, well, that's what started my spiritual awakening. So, yeah. And I, um, I know my husband's going to book his uh, acoustic records reading with you because he's got into that point. And it's funny because the, that was one of the things that we were told when we went through meditation training was that once you start to meditate and you take this time for yourself, that you will find that there are aspects uh, of your life that you now become unhappy with. Yeah. Even though you were totally like just fine with it. Right. But it's, you start to recognize that it's just certain things don't feel fulfilling at the soul level. Yeah. And so I know he's like very much kind of like, uh, you know, I don't really know. Like, what am I supposed to do? I just know that what I'm doing now is not is not it. And so I think that's like that's where it's perfect for him to yep. come to you and get the clarity on on that. Yeah, and those are really those are my favorite clients. You know, and not personality wise, but as you know, the actual work. Like when somebody mm-hmm. books with me and they're like, I need help. You know, clarifying my path forward. I'm like, yes. And you know, the reason that that happens with meditation. It's because, you know, when you meditate, you're quieting your mind and you're listening to what your subconscious and your intuition has to say. Mm. And the intuition is like, oh, finally, we have this time. Okay. So now let me tell you the story that you've written for yourself. Uh And then your intuition starts telling you and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) What? I don't. And then you feel that you feel that you know, dissatisfaction, you feel that restlessness, you feel that yearning for something deeper and bigger and more, you know, people try to make that woo woo spin like, oh, she's kooky. She's woo woo, right? All that stuff. And it's like, no, no, man, I'm, I know my, I'm starting to know my soul. Yes. And that's the beauty of, you know, the spiritual path that has less to do with spirituality in the general term and more Mm -hmm. to do with, um, you know, developing that relationship with yourself and figuring out who the hell you are and standing in your power and what you yeah. want and giving yourself what you want and all that stuff. So, uh, yes, I know yeah. you're like, I, we feel it, right? You're like, yes, yes. And that's absolutely, yeah, that's, that's what I think spirituality is. Um, you know, that's yeah. what I think contemporary spirituality is. Yeah, definitely. It's mm-hmm. about knowing getting to know yourself and then living in that truth yes because you listen to yourself it's like wait a minute i'm a badass i can pretty much do whatever i want all i need to do (laughs) is like create the circumstance in my life and then once you get to that point and you can say that about yourself you're just like oh my god like what isn't possible there's nothing Mm -hmm. you can't do Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a cool situation you know and when you see people get out of that so no more questions That was it. Uh, All right. All right, guys. Well, those were fun questions. Yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything for the closing vibe? I really don't. Um, No. What about you? 
so I have this thing that I had written and I hope I haven't shared it before. <laughs> so I'll just share it now. Okay. And says, we are all being tested with grounding our energy on a daily basis. Establish your energy as sovereign. State your free will in this act. Nothing can come in or go out without your permission. These tribulations are temporary, but they are crucial lessons for the times ahead. In your energy work as a healer, this daily practice is key for your well-being. That's beautiful. I don't remember specifically if you have, but um, it was perfect for... (laughs) I mean, it kind of jives with what we just talked about. Uh Uh-huh. And funny how that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No. So good. Um, If people are on the fence about booking an Akashic reading, um, definitely, um, you know, reach out, send an email, um, ask questions in the group. Um, You know, I know it's either typically there's two reasons people don't. It's either, you know, it's cost prohibitive or it is uh, people are afraid. They're like, what am I opening myself up to? So it was fun to get all these questions from people. Yes. you know, so that we can clear some of that up at least that, um, it's like I said before, I've said this before. It's weird because I've always known what the Akashic records are ever since I was a little girl, but I, and I, and I know that they're ancient, but I didn't understand until just recently how few people really know what they are. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been kind of cool to be like, Hey, I'm going to educate. And I will say, if if anyone is worried about the the cost, I mean, I think I personally think that you make them very affordable, um, but it's an investment in yourself. Um, an Akashic record reading provides an immense amount of clarity, especially if you are feeling like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go from here. I just know that where I'm at is not it. Um I, cause I've had all sorts of different readings and I don't think anything provided the amount of clarity that an Akashic reading did. Well, that's, that's awesome to know. It, thank you. Um, you know, and the thing is, is that, I, I mean, I don't typically talk about my pricing, my pricing structure, it's mine, but mm-hmm. I will say that I don't price them at that to be some bala, right? I'm not like, sure. oh, I can charge this much for an Akashic reading. There mm-hmm. is the clarity that they provide is due to the incredible amount of energy, you know, Mm -hmm. just from being an Akashic reader yourself, you opening up your own record. It is, um, it can be very draining and doing a lot of them in one day. It's very tiring, um, regardless of how strong my energetic boundaries are because I'm channeling. That's a lot of energy and I'm not just channeling messages. I've got, anywhere from two to six spirit guides popping in that want to are jostling for my attention. (laughs) So I'm regulating those energy. I've got my gatekeeper guide over here to my right. Who's like, you know, so, I mean, I'm dealing with the energies of six to seven spirits at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I can only do that for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not going to charge 50 bucks for that. So yeah. um, Anyway, that's all. It has to be worth the energy exchange. It is. It is. It's, yeah, it's worth it. So. All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community, the Esoterics Group to hear firsthand about our classes and events, as well as get intuitive development tips, card pulls, free meditations, and a lot more. 
If you love today's episode, uh, please share it with a friend. Um, it would mean the world to us and it sure is the success of the podcast. Um, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review on Apple. Um, we could snag you a chance um, to win a gift certificate to one of our metaphysical events. Thank you for sharing space with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week when we will be talking about... What are we talking about? I believe we're talking about karma and the serial killer. <gasps> oh, no, no. Was that no. it? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. So before we can talk about next week, <laughs> so the entire month of October... Oh, that's right. Yes, we are going to cover um, a cool, fun, spooky dookie, you know, yes. um, topic. So, you know, we're really going to have fun with October and all of that stuff. Um, let's see what. Yes, that's it is. It's where we are discussing the astrology of serial killers. The astrology of serial killers. Okay. Yes. I don't know. We're going to do this together. So it's not just one of us that are presenting. We have no idea how, what we're doing yet. We still, um, you know, have to nail that out, but I know obviously, you know, I'm not going to be talking about the astrology. I'll probably be talking about their numerology. Fiora will talk about the astrology, but we're going to get into the, yeah, the serial killers and find out why are they such dicks? Yes, that is that is the first episode in October. Yeah. And that sets the tone for the rest of the month of October. Yes. And um, can we give them a little sneak peek? Yes, let's do it. Um, we're going to talk about ghosts and earthbound spirits. We're going to talk about the Ouija. <gasps> yes, isn't that exciting? We're going to get into the Ouija. It's such a cool. I got into a little bit, I think. Um, uh -huh. in, but yeah, we're going to get into it even bigger. Very cool. Uh, oh, what are we going to talk about after that? Then uh, at, towards the end of the month, uh, we're going to talk about the Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos. Yes. Yes. And then we're going to finish off with the history of Halloween and Samhain. Listen, you guys, seriously, if you don't um, tune in in the month of October, you're out of your minds. Come on. It's spooky season. It's, it's spooky. Ooh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening today. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Bye-bye.